Hey, ladies of faith, I'm Jenny Pecklow. I am the host of our new podcast. It's a podcast we hope will make the community of women at faith feel smaller and more connected. We'll be releasing them periodically over the next several months. So if you don't want to miss even one episode, hit that subscribe button and I hope you'll join me. Thanks for listening. Good morning or good afternoon. I don't know. Maybe you're out on a walk or nursing a baby or on your way home from work. I'm not sure, Um, but welcome. I'm sitting here kind of at my kitchen table with a friend and, uh, you know, I've I've got my cubes from uh, my Mother's Day gift. My girls made this gift with pictures all over it and these beautiful daisies from Karen Herman and my lovely tea tray that I got from Jess Green. So anyway, just trying to help it feel like the kitchen table. Join us today and I hope you um, make some connections and have fun along with me. So I have my friend Lisa Meharry here today and um, Lisa's been at Faith for years and years and years, but she was gone for a little bit. So it's almost like a reintroduction, I guess, to some people at Faith. Lisa has some very deep, long relationships at Faith. But there's lots of people who have come and gone through the last 15 years that maybe don't know Lisa or know her as well. So um, I hope you enjoy this conversation and learn some more about Lisa and about Faith Church even and just how different people weave in and out of our lives and how God uses those things. So welcome, Lisa. I'm so glad you're here today. Why don't you start by telling a little bit about yourself? Like, yeah, share, share about who you are. And, and then we'll kind of dive into a little bit of your journey. Thanks, Jenny. I appreciate the opportunity, and it's good to chat with you. Yeah. So the who I am, I grew up in Indiana, central Indiana, and have been here essentially all of my life. Uh, end of the story is I'm even back in the house that I spent all of my growing up years in yeah. uh, as wow. I'm back living with mom. Mm. But uh, went to Cedarville College after I graduated from Brownsburg High School, from there, then went to teach a little bitty time in Kansas, mm-hmm. then taught in Indianapolis at Heritage Christian right. for 13 years. And you taught, was it band and orchestra? Band and choir. Band and choir, okay. Band and choir. Uh, and after that, God made it really clear I should leave teaching, and I, that was just about the time I was beginning to go here at Faith. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you want to hear that story or not. Yeah, I'd love to hear what brought you to Faith. So that was like... 1999-ish? Yes, exactly. Okay, yeah. So so what brought you to Faith? Well, Charlene Canada had been helping in the classroom. Uh, her kids were both in band, and she would come in and help me do different organizational things. Okay, and so you got to know her through Heritage. I did. Okay, all right. Yes, exactly. Good. And I became aware that she was going to be going on a short-term missions trip the coming summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would have been summer of 99 when that would have been. And I knew that she was going to come to the time where she was going to ask me to consider going with that team on that trip. Okay. Uh, and long story, the Lord put the pieces together for me to go on that trip. There were 16 of us that went to uh, Kalinivka, which is outside Vinitsa, mm-hmm. and we helped to dig out a church basement mm-hmm. as much as we could. Uh, so it was my first short-term overseas experience, and it was a great one. But as we came back from that trip, I realized that Faith was the church I needed to be attending. I had been someplace else before that. Mm-hmm. But it was, a, it was a great change in my life to come to Faith Church at that point. Mm-hmm. And so that church was, or that trip was with all Faith Church people then. So you really built some relationships on that trip probably that helped 
woo you to faith even more, probably. I, I did. Uh, mm-hmm. Dave Baldwin led the trip. Mm-hmm. Mark and Charlene Canada were both on the trip. Mm-hmm. Andy and Deb Klotz. Uh, I was trying to remember. John King was on the trip. I don't think Kristen was on that trip. I think she was on a different one. Okay. But uh, Lisa Horstman yeah. was not Horstman at that point in time. Right. And I'm not recalling all the rest of the name. Shame on me. But it was a great experience. It really was. And we, what would happen was I was going to church somewhere else in the mornings, and then in the afternoon and evenings I would be over at the orientation meetings, really, for the uh-huh. trip, getting, to, getting ready to go. Uh, and, yeah, through that, God led me to faith uh, full-time. It, what was really wild was as I began to get involved here, there were immediate things that I could get involved with. There were needs on the media team immediately. So I stepped in and not long after that, uh, in the fall, uh, Ruth Hubbard was in charge of the women's retreat. Oh, I guess that's, I've skipped a couple of years in there. That's okay. We'll float around (laughs) and go back and forth. That's fine. (laughs) That's good. So within the first couple of years, there were lots of opportunities to get involved. I started with uh, adult choir and sort of the traditional service and Mm -hmm. led that for a while worked with sound things when media was a, a much simpler uh-huh. a simpler paradigm when all we were working with were live services here yeah. as opposed to all of the streaming and amazing things that are going on now right. uh, and so as I left teaching uh, I was essentially working half-time already for faith and the Lord opened the door then for me to step into a second half-time role here mm-hmm. put them all together and yeah as the missions assistant for Dave Baldwin. Okay. So now before you went on that trip with the Canada's, mm-hmm. was missions a, a thought of yours or anything that you had contemplated or God just really made, that was a new thing for you? That's a great question. Uh, all the way back in 1988, when I first was teaching in, uh, or 83 when I was teaching in Hutchinson, Kansas, I attended a, an Association of Christian Schools International conference went to a thing that talked about uh, teaching missionary kids, a seminar. Mm. And uh, I remember thinking about it then, and as I prayed specifically about the needs that I was aware of, uh, I didn't see myself as the answer to those needs, Mm -hmm. but it was the first time, really, that God opened the door for me to think about missions. And yet it was just just a thought, and then I just kept going with life as it was here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then the Canada's invited you. That's... Mm -hmm. I think invitations are so important. It doesn't matter if it's an invitation to dinner, to church, or on a missions trip. It just it does amazing things in our life, doesn't it? Just to invite somebody. So you didn't stop at just one trip to the Ukraine. What? Tell tell me a little bit more. What happened then? I had five different trips that I was a part of uh, between 1999 and 2009. Okay. Uh, during that time, then I. I was on staff at Faith. I moved around. My role changed as the needs of the office changed. Mm -hmm. So by 2005, I was the business administrator. When I looked back at the the different things that I had done here, Mm -hmm. I had done part of what Claire does in prepping the bulletin at that point in time, done part of what Julie Schneider does with the adult choir and helping lead the traditional service. I had done part of what Chris does as the business administrator, Mm -hmm. except nothing financially. Uh, and then I had done, I never did the preaching, of course, and <laughs> <laughs> never did the finance stuff, of yeah. course. But other than that, there were just so many different things that I touched. And the facilities administration and purchasing for things and event coordination and that kind of stuff. A and lot. It was yeah. a blast. Yeah. It was a season where, in, in a lot of ways, life was simpler. And yet it was also uh, a season where 
part of my role was to interface with the public. Mm -hmm. uh, we were in the phase then of partnering with Washington Township in some, some significant ways. Mm -hmm. And so it was fun to be a part of that. Like sort the after school program? Kind after of? school yeah. and the kindergarten in the mornings. And yeah. the building was full six days a week. Yeah. Uh, and that was, that was great. It was also the time when this structure was being built mm -hmm. uh, and everything being remodeled in the 2005 remodel. Yeah. So that was, that was great to be a part of that. And God had even prepped me for that because I'd been a part of construction at Heritage Christian. So the lessons I learned during that construction phase helped in the 2005 thing here. Mm -hmm. So that was all about, see here we are with the random thing. That was all about the time. That was all about the whole 10 years at Faith Church. Yeah. And so the being the business administrator was important because of course, every time we went to Ukraine, we connected with Steve and Nancy Wooden. Yes. And in 2009, Steve said to me, why don't you come here and be our business administrator? Mm. Uh, so, uh, at that point, I said to him, Steve, I'm, I'm too old to raise a team of financial partners and learn Russian and Ukrainian and actually come and help you. Um, and yet it was, it was enough of, a, of an interruption to my life mm -hmm. that, um, that I had to think about it. Yeah, so you really took it to heart and considered it. You didn't just brush it off as like, oh, I'm, no, that's not for me. But you really did... Well, Think and pray about it, it sounds like. That, uh, that fifth trip was one that Don Beachy and Jake Brothers were on, and part of what they had had their conversation with Steve and Nancy was about me and the business administrator role here. Mm -hmm. And that's why Steve said, hey, why don't you come do that for us? Yeah. Well, it, it, I think, yes, God used that to prompt me to missions. When I came back here, there were a number of things that were in play. I had just sold my house on the north side, was looking to move someplace different, I had an offer in on a, a new house and thought, well, you know, we'll just, I, I, I'm just going to keep doing the things that are in front of me because that's kind of how God has led me most of my life. Right. Uh, and I had a conversation one day with Molly Allison here at church. Molly was serving as the adult choir director then. Yeah. And um, just as we walked and talked, uh, I got a phone call from my realtor that said, Lisa, the sale has just fallen through. The offer that had been accepted for me had just fallen through. So suddenly I had no place to live, no place slated to live. And I was financially unencumbered and ready to do whatever God had in front of me. So you had sold your house, Yep. but now you had no house to go to. Exactly. Okay. So my mom was very gracious and allowed me to come and move in with her uh, to figure out what was going on. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I brought mom on board then with, hey, here's, here's what I was asked to consider with this missions thing. Mm -hmm. And I, I think she would laugh at this too. I, I do think that the reason God opened the door to Ukraine was mm -hmm. so that mom would be able to at least say one day, well, at least Florida is closer since yes. that's where I ended up. Right. right. So had conversations with people like Ruth Hubbard and Ann Benson because they know kingdom and they also know the kinds of ministries that are out there and they know me well. Mm -hmm. uh, and through that, I was led to explore things with Wycliffe and fell in love with the, the vision and the passion of Wycliffe Bible Translators. So was Ruth, remind me, was Ruth already with, okay, I used to Ruth call it already... Wycliffe, but it's really Wycliffe. So if anybody's wondering, I don't know, I didn't know if it was a Chicago thing because I called it Wycliffe, but it's Wycliffe. It is. Okay, so we'll call it Wycliffe. So was uh, Ruth with Wycliffe? She was already with Wycliffe. She was already down there. Yes. Okay, okay. And so the, the joke was that Ruth had been at Heritage, and then I was at Heritage. <laughs> That's right. Ruth yep. left Heritage to come to Faith, yep. and I left Heritage to come to Faith. Mm -hmm. Ruth left Faith to go to Wycliffe. 
I left Faith to go to Wycliffe. So she wrote on my bulletin board as she left Orlando, I'll send directions to Madison. I was going to say, are you doing Urbana next? Uh, <laughs> you know, I didn't know the Lord was going to make any of these steps in my life, so I'm not going to ever say never. Yeah. But I don't anticipate that being the next step. Okay. So, but yes, Ruth was already there. And so I learned a great deal about Wycliffe. I'd also, in my time here, I had met Jeff and Peg Schramm who were involved in front-end translation in helping codify alphabets and write down previously unwritten languages. And that was Amazing. that was distinctive to be a part of, yeah. of being involved with them, too. Because that is that Wycliffe's main, they're a Bible translation ministry. Our goal is to see people have access to the Word of God in every language that they need it so that they can be transformed by the Word of God. Mm-hmm. Wow. What? Yeah. Amazing. Just amazing ministry. Wow. Yeah, so um, God opened that opportunity for you to consider Wycliffe. Yes. And so was Ruth the one who said, why don't you think about coming down here? Uh, She invited me, I think, to come down and just Mm -hmm. meet people and set up four different interviews for me. Mm -hmm. I didn't end up working for any of those four people in the long run, but it was a a great opportunity. I did meet the person who would become my supervisor Okay. at at that point. I had a great conversation with her, and uh, it it ended up being a, a really clear decision to go. Uh, meanwhile, Steve and Nancy are still looking for their finder's fee, mm. uh, since they were the one who started the, the mission's journey. Yeah, yeah. But it was also cool to, while God was changing the direction of me not to go toward Ukraine, he made that really, really clear. And Steve and Nancy were stateside at that point mm-hmm. in time. So I had opportunity to share all the information and the decisions with them. Mm. And that was, that was a God thing too, just to put those pieces together. Mm-hmm. So in November of 2010, I moved to Orlando and began working in the headquarters there and worked, first of all, doing the same kinds of things I'd been doing at Faith Mm -hmm. uh, and spent 10 years then. uh, My role at Wycliffe changed, not necessarily as the needs changed, but as I became more aware of how my skills and experiences fit with what Wycliffe was doing. And so I spent the bulk of my time not doing facilities management, but in doing uh, training of new folks as they came to the organization Mm -hmm. and got to help them learn how to share their Wycliffe story so that they might be able to ask God to help them build a team of prayer and financial partners and begin their Wycliffe ministry. So that all began to change. Um, 2016, mom began to have some health issues Mm -hmm. that made me at least aware of the fact that there might be a time coming when Mm -hmm. I needed to, to move back toward Indiana. Uh, Dad passed away uh, when 19, whenever 17 years ago. So 2005, I guess, is when that would have been. Okay. okay. And Mom had been doing great on her own, and uh, and yet as she aged and her health began to be a challenge in different mm-hmm. ways. And yet in 2016, when I came back, mm-hmm. I went to Orlando and just told people, hey, I think at some point in time Mom's going to need a companion. Mm-hmm. And people began to pray. Hmm. And now we're, you know, it was five full years when mom was able to keep going on her own and I was able to keep staying in Orlando. I was able to make visits up here when I needed to uh, and a couple times to come and stay with her work from here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then in May, of, as a matter of fact, a year ago today, mm-hmm. I drove north okay. to uh, spend time with mom and it became began to become obvious that she really needed a, a full-time companion mm-hmm. at this stage. Mm-hmm. So um, the Lord put the pieces together to not only allow me to work full-time from here, that the roles that I'd had in training people had shifted because of COVID to be fully remote, 
at mm-hmm. that point in time. Right, right. Now I've transitioned to other roles that are, since training is going back to face-to-face, it would not be possible for me to be a part of that team. Mm-hmm. But I have other roles that are continuing to develop that will allow me to help care for other Wycliffe members mm-hmm. and assist them with their financial details of all the things I never did here. Now I'm actually working with finances okay. there. Not touching the money, but working with the numbers. So Helping with budgets, right? Exactly. For newer missionaries. Exactly. Right. So that they know how much it is that they need to set as their goal to, to ask people to, to contribute. Right. Well, and a couple of things I'm thinking about. I love how you shared earlier with me at a different time about strength finders. Mm-hmm. And then as you shared with me, your two highest ones how it was amazing how God really fitted you for this job. So can you share a little bit about that? Sure. I, I think the strengths finder that is it, in some ways I, I work in one way and then I do the rest of life in other ways, but all of my strengths are visible then. And I think the one that impacts the way I do life the most is this, the one about relationships mm-hmm. uh, that I'm, I'm a relator by nature. Mm-hmm. Um, Gary Thomas wrote a book, uh, a while back called uh, Spiritual, oh wow, what is it? Spiritual Pathways, that's what it is. Mm -hmm. And uh, in Spiritual Pathways, he talks about over the course of history, different people have maintained vibrant relationships with the Lord in very different ways from each other. Mm -hmm. And yet they've all seemed to be, he doesn't include the pathway of a relator, but but I would. Uh, It's, I heard somebody else do this another time. Uh, It's the idea that for me, solitude sometimes can be like solitary confinement, but <laughs> but I learn most about God as I see His His goodness and His character demonstrated in the lives of other people. Mm. So for me to connect with people and to get to know them on a, a deep level mm-hmm. teaches me more about who God is. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I observe someone that I perceive has a deep relationship with the Lord, then it's that's a goal for me is to find out what is it that helps them stay close to God. And that's a, that's a challenge for me, and I like that. The other strength that I think plays out the most uh, is connectedness. Yeah. Uh, the idea of some people with the strength of connectedness are able to see how all of the Internet works, for instance, or crazy things like that. They see how everything fits together. Yeah. For me, that's not how it works. It works that I have to keep rolling things around in my head until they all fit together. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that's, that's been really helpful in the budget process already in the finance team and one of the things that the Lord gave me access to yesterday is just keep working it until it all fits and that's that's good that sounds great so your I'm guessing those two top ones connectedness strength finders is a book for those of you who aren't sure it's a book about personality or I don't even know if personality is the right word but you're bent maybe you're Uh, Yes, the the idea is that, and I'm for sure not going to give it the authoritative way, but the idea that God wires all of us in distinctive ways, and that because of that, there are things that we're going to be able to do very, very easily. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, uh, wow, Patrick Lencioni and the working genius is the same kind of thought, that there's some things that come easy for us, mm-hmm. and some things that come, that are challenges for us, mm-hmm. and if we can lean into the strengths that we have, and the way God has wired us, we'll be most effective and most fulfilled. Uh, not that we shouldn't ever work on the things that are weaknesses, right. but if we can if we can really put a lot of energy into our strengths, it, it aids the kingdom more. Right, right. And so the connectedness and the relator part, I'm guessing, have a lot to do with how you were as a single woman able to keep and maintain those relationships um, as you moved from Indiana to Florida and then from Florida back here. 
Um, can you tell me a little bit about that? How do you, how did you stay connected all those years, and how did it feel to come back sure. to Indiana? How did it feel to come back to faith? Uh, one of the the easiest parts of this transition over the last year has been that I didn't have to start fresh here. Mm -hmm. uh, in some ways, every move that we make, we get to feel like a freshman all over again, right. and start all over again, and have people get to know us and. The other thing is we're always learning about the, the new culture of the place where we go and the new practices and processes. And uh, there are lots of things that are very, very different at Faith Church yeah. than they were when I left in 2010. Right. But there are a number of people that are still the same. Mm -hmm. And so to be able to step back into things here and already have the, the joy and benefit of relationships where you don't have to explain all the background details yeah they know, know it. you they know your history they know they like other people just don't yeah exactly mm -hmm. and that's that's been a gift mm -hmm. a huge gift uh, I do remember uh, Terry and Jane Fleck have done a fabulous job of keeping me connected over the years mm -hmm. with the missions committee okay and I remember saying to Jane one Sunday morning when I first came back here last May uh, I would walk in the room on Sunday morning and just gravitate to one or two of those people that really knew me well. Right. Because yeah. that's all the emotional energy I had at that point mm -hmm. in time. Mm -hmm. And I know it was a season, mm -hmm. but they provided great safety zones for me to be able to just step right back into. Mm -hmm. As I've begun to feel more transitioned and more settled, well, then I have more opportunity to reach out and be able to say to people, Hi, I'm Lisa, and I don't think I've had opportunity to meet you yet. Right. Uh, and so... Because you feel new, but you're not new. You're an old timer, right? Like you've been here. Yeah, but. But I'm new. <laughs> but, you're new but you're new. Yeah. Exactly. So as you've come back to faith, um, where or how have you found yourself able to plug in or not plug in? Because I know you're, you know, you're caring for your mom and you're working full time. And so how have you been able to join us again? Uh, thanks for that question. Uh, differently than I'd anticipated. In fact, I'd already sent Brittany a note. Hey, Brittany, I don't know what you guys need in the media team, and it's all for sure different than when I left, yeah. but how can I help? Only to find out that I really don't have that kind of bandwidth right now. Right. Uh, because yeah. part of it, uh, mom is great and highly supportive of me being able to engage. Uh, my uh, sister particularly is able to come and help, mm -hmm. and mom's able to spend some time by herself, but uh, not good for days. Right, uh, that would. Right. I think that would cause her to decline in ways that are just not necessary. Mm -hmm. So, um, mm -hmm. but it's, it's limited my ability to get involved here. But one of the cool things is with all of the options that are available now, I've been able to plug in at least once in a while to do online hosting for the yeah. services on the weekends right. or special services. And that's great. I did find out Sunday morning, I can't do that while mom's also streaming her church in the other room. Oh, okay. So that's, that's a complication. <laughs> But other than that, uh, and so we'll, we'll figure that out too. It's really strange. Uh, but uh, it's been great to be able, the, some of the folks that are involved, especially in the online services, are people who are still vulnerable or aging and unable to join us face-to-face. -face. A number of them I know from the, when I was here 11 years ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, 12 years ago, I guess, almost at this point. And so it's, it's been great to be able to give back in that way. I look forward to, I, I know that this, this is a season. Uh, right, yeah. And that uh, there, there will be a point in time when my involve, involvement may be able to change. Uh, but until then, 
I'm doing exactly what I know I should do, and uh, it's something I'll never regret. I know that too. Yeah, that's so awesome that you're meeting this really significant need, but you've got the gifts and the time and the it, it fits. Yeah, I love how God gives us that gift. He's given you that gift, but he's given Faith Church you as our gift for that too. That is, I love that. Um, so as a single woman, um, yeah, you've got the connectedness and the relator part. You have maintained these relationships and you don't seem necessarily like a typical single woman. I don't know if there is a typical single woman. Is there a typical <laughs> married woman? I don't think there is. So I guess, I don't know. Anyway, you know, can you help us understand how can how can we as maybe people who aren't single relate to people who are single as they, you know, singleness ranges from in your 20s all the way up to, you know, till you go see the Lord. So um, are the things we should or shouldn't be doing or, you know, how how can we as a church, how can we as families, how can I as a woman be um, encouraging and helping single women? Thanks for asking. And that's, you had asked that sort of in the last question too, and I spiraled us to somewhere completely different, <laughs> which is very common. Uh, I think the biggest thing uh, that has been a help to me would be uh, women who've been able to just meet me where I am. Mm -hmm. And sometimes relationships for that God's given me an opportunity to be a part of have had just totally different seasons, just like all of us have seasons of life. Yeah. So as a, a single woman, God's at least given me opportunity to have the kind of temperament that I can reach out some. Uh, I remember specifically when I, for instance, okay, if I decided a vacation, I'm not going to go to Disney by myself for two weeks or something, even to Daytona to the beach for two weeks. Right. It's just not a good plan because I get plenty of solitude in the normal life. Right, right. Uh, but instead I go visit people. And so I remember going to visit one gal who had two preschool boys. Mm -hmm. And I remember that it would take us four days to have a single conversation. Yeah. And then there was the year, I would go see her about once a year, there was the year that I went to visit her. And I remember we sat down and had a full conversation in the first two hours I was there mm -hmm. because their boys were finally to the age where right. we could do that. And so that changed a lot of things. Yeah. Uh, I'm 64 years old. And so I'm at the stage where there are a pile of women who are empty nesting. Mm -hmm. And uh, between then and now, it's just, you find the women that are in the season where they're available. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes it's them taking the, the time to step away from their own season or other times it's just them enveloping you into the process of what they're already doing. You know, the numbers of times when I've been uh, in Florida, when I was invited to share Thanksgiving with the, the same family every Thanksgiving. Yeah. And so that allows me to become a part of it. Or uh, the group that I was always invited to way back for Christmas Eve when we would do Chinese. I understand that came from the tradition of there used to be a seven o'clock and a nine o'clock or a five and a seven and then an 11 o'clock service. Mm. And so between the seven o'clock and the 11 o'clock, they would order Chinese. So there oh, were a okay. whole pile of people okay. that would do Chinese on Christmas Eve. Oh, that group doesn't still get together, but I typically will go grab Chinese from up here on yeah. 96th Street and at least have crab rangoons on Christmas Ooh. Eve. Oh, I love crab rangoons. Exactly. So, but it's just <laughs> to, to allow me to be a part of their family uh, also, you know, one of the families yeah. that I... I I saw them, you know, every single week I would do something with their family. And so they were just second family to me. And not that my own family was inadequate. 
but but uh, it's it's different uh, when when you are single, the amount of time that you have available is different, uh, and and yet the the number of responsibilities you have is also different. Right. They're right. they're different. Mm-hmm. You know that living by myself, uh, I, I did all the laundry and the cooking and the mowing and the and all of it. Yeah. Uh, and yet then Thanksgiving weekend uh, when I was teaching, I remember I would do movie marathons uh, from half price books, fifty cent. VHS tapes, yeah. lots of those on, a, because my family only got together for Thanksgiving mm-hmm. Day, mm-hmm. and then I had the rest of my weekend alone because mm-hmm. all my other friends were doing extended family things. Right, right. So uh, part of it is being uh, creative, being resilient, uh, and being uh, being able to just ac- accept where God has you at the moment, mm-hmm. uh, and, and yet. Um, to also n- not to be afraid to uh, to let people know when you need people. Mm-hmm. I guess that's right. a part of it. Right, yeah. So, so again, being invited, just mm-hmm. inviting you in mm-hmm. to whatever it might be. Exactly. Lunch or a holiday or whatever. Exactly. Okay, that's great. All right, well, Lisa, um, I feel like you've shared so many things with us. Even early on, I felt like, you know yourself well, and you know the Lord. I loved how you shared when you were asking, what was my next step? Part of God directing you was asking people who knew the Lord and knew you, and there's real wisdom in that. And then each step you took, God was making it clear to you in different conversations and in different ways, and how gracious and kind of him, but how I love how you kind of spelled it out for us and the wisdom of how you did that and how you've gotten to where you're at now. And um, back in Indiana, and we're glad you're here and excited that you're still able to work with Wycliffe and do that incredible work for them. Um, so, ladies, if you're listening, look for Lisa. Um, she's around. Are you usually coming to first service or second service, or just depends on the week? Most often, I'm here for second service. Okay. I try to be here by the 10 15 time to. Meander around and stuff. Yeah, look for Lisa. Maybe there's something she's uh, shared that you really connect with. I'm sure she'd love to sit down and talk with you sometime. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, so I like to end with a question, and I'd like to say I ask the same question every time, but I don't know if I will. So (laughs) today, how about um, what renews you? What are what is something or some place? What renews you, Lisa? That's a great question, Jenny. Uh, the first time someone asked me that question that I remember, it was Joanne Beachy at a women's retreat that was here mm-hmm. in January of who has a clue which year. Right. Um, <laughs> but she sat down at lunch and asked me that very question, and I had no idea what to tell her. Yeah. I do remember that then we, we did skip one of the sessions in the afternoon, one of the workshops, and mm. went to Holiday Park and sat. It was a beautiful Saturday. Mm. We, we get those, usually one a January You're right, where it's yeah. gorgeous. Right. And so we just sat and talked. I, I've learned since then mm. that uh, being outside is hugely renewing. Mm. Driving with my windows down mm. is renewing. Yeah. So you'll, you'll see me doing that frequently when I also need to have my heater on full blast. Okay. Yeah. So, but that, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Uh, being with people does renew me. Uh, not large crowds, but um, more one-on-one, one-on-one conversations are okay. fabulously renewing. I enjoy those a lot. 
problem solving does renew me. Uh, the yeah, yesterday I had opportunity to figure out how to print a report that we were having trouble printing and found the Lord provided opportunity for me to find a workaround. Mm. And that was fun. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, those kinds of things are highly renewing to me. Hmm. So the perfect thing would be if you were with someone one-on-one outside solving a problem. <laughs> exactly. <right? laughs> you got it. Or just being outside with someone and having that one-on-one would be great. Okay. Yes. That, I love that. That's wonderful. And we're coming into that time of year where it's easier to be outside and, yes. and enjoy it. But I'm like you, I like to, this time of year, I'll have my windows down and my air conditioning on. <laughs> so I, I do love that. So, all right. Well, thank you so much for coming. And this wasn't really that scary, was it? <laughs> I need you to encourage people who are like, yeah, this wasn't so bad after all. Yes. Tell Jenny yes. Anytime she asks. Oh, good job, Lisa. Yeah. I mean, I, I love this. I love doing this. So, and the heart of this is that I hope women connect with you and you connect with other women and it helps Faith Church just feel more connected, more like home and um, that we're blessed because of that. So thanks for joining me today and ladies, thanks again and I'll meet you next time.